Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card in. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Ah, yes, it is Friday Form Focus, that time of the week where we listen to Mick Sharkey tell us what's going to win and throw it out the window. We do take it very seriously because Shark's been in pretty good form of recent weeks. He's been finding a few winners and a few at big odds as well, and he's bouncing Bouncing. Absolutely bouncing. The last few weeks, there's been a lot of feedback. That yeah. The shark has been down. He's been a little bit glum, I'm but bouncing. not this week. And the good news is for all of the listeners out there is that Sharknado's had plenty of time to do lots of form this week because he was meant to be swanning around with the the blue bloods and the rich breeders and owners in Caracas, but they wouldn't let him into New Zealand, so he didn't get to go. Sharknado, good morning to you. Banned from New Zealand. Um, yes. Didn't didn't get out of uh, border security, which was unfortunate. It's um, it's all those reputation proceeds. It's me. all those festivals you go to. I have to trade on my uh, travel on my fake passport next time. Uh, no, it was unfortunate, very unfortunate. I had some good meetings teed up over there, but uh, never mind. We'll go next time. The real kick in the guts was on. I reckon it was Tuesday morning, just after my second flight was cancelled. And one of the Lindsay Park lads rang me up and said, hey, we're going on a three-day liverboard fishing trip on Friday, and I reckon we'd be able to sneak you on on this 2,500-foot mega yacht. I said, well, that'd be good if I could get into the what? country. But yeah. Anyway, so that's what well, Josh Ricks and Ben Hayes are doing right now. Ah, no wonder Ben Hayes is uh, is not available. We had JD, the boss, on yesterday. Well, JD so. was flat yesterday. I heard him he because was, he's not he? going to be having his arms bent by uh, mega Kiwi kingfish. It's but anyway, there's always an upside. And the upside is, did you see the news yesterday? Did what you did, see the news yesterday? Uh, you didn't well, see the which, news. Which yesterday? part of news? What news? Oh, smashing pumpkins at touring. Oh, yeah. In no, April. I missed that. Missed that. That is like just unbelievable. Haven't they re- no, that's- I have not retired. Smashing Pumpkins was when I was at school. Yeah, so, we were all at school, mate. That's the thing. One of the great, great sort of grungy post-grunge yeah, no, sort they of are, bands. But, I mean, we do you want to see 60-year-old blokes? Pretending, 60? Pretending they're, they're Billy still... Corgan's not 60. Well, how old would he be? I don't know. Billy Corgan. He must be like... He'd be your age, wouldn't he? <laughs> Please. Billy he's got, Corgan. He'd have 10 years on me. Billy Corden's 55. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. That's really bad, there you go. isn't it? So the smashing geriatrics. Oh, uh, no. Be, they will be awesome. With Jane's Addiction, you would have been into Jane's Addiction. Oh, uh, yeah. Being caught stealing. That's right. Hey, uh, let's talk GGs because this is a almost the entree to when we get stuck straight into the Festival of Racing, the Autumn Carnival. And it's an intriguing race day at Santa. I always get a little bit nervous when it looks like there are just three or four horses that should just win. Is that how you are looking at the card tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I reckon you're probably right. I reckon we could really toe into a few, and the other races they might just be uh, they might be pie time races. Actually, I'm entertaining at Shark Towers tomorrow, so we might just sort of frame the afternoon around those positive bets. There's a couple of them in Sydney too. Well, quite like a couple in I'm Sydney. I'm looking forward to the Eskimo principle. Me too. After 10 o'clock, we'll get your thoughts on the Sydney races. We'll also have a chat to a number of trainers throughout the day. But we had a, a huge rain cell 
that yeah. went through Melbourne yesterday in the outskirts. It was almost Armageddon-like. And I wonder how mm. much rain has hit Sandown. Greg Groves is the track manager who is out there because we are on the hillside tomorrow. Uh, the rail is out three, and Greg joins us this morning. Did you get much rain in the afternoon yesterday, Greg? Yeah, we got 12 mil, Michael, and uh, we put six millimetres of irrigation on the track in the morning, and uh, the reason we did that was because the forecast was a bit vague, so uh, we uh, put the water out and got 12 mil on top of that, but um, having said that, it's um, just a soft five at the moment, so um, if we dodge some rain, um, we should be into the into the good range at some stage tomorrow. Alright, is there more rain uh, predicted to hit? Oh, the forecast is just, the forecasters are saying uh, uh, a few showers, but that's about it. Um, and just looking at the uh, just looking at the radar right now, um, look, there's a little bit out to the west heading our way, but um, it looks doesn't look that drastic. So um, hopefully, we'll um, if we get any of it, it's going to be light. And um, and yeah, as I said, um, if that's the case, we'll um, be in the good range at some stage tomorrow. It's been really windy as well. Is there is there much wind predicted for tomorrow? Um, they're saying. 25 kilometres an hour from the southwest, but decreasing during the afternoon. So I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. Okay. Um, what are you doing in the next week? Because it is the week before your first Group One of this autumn period. Uh, what's the the track to, uh, on Saturday week going to be? Uh, well, are you on the hillside or, or the? We're on we're on hillside. Yeah. We're, we'll just move the rail out um, three or four metres. Um, just to cover the wear, and uh, the weather forecast is reasonable, so we'll just irrigate when required, and um, yeah, and just uh, um, business as usual. Now, Greg, have you done your homework? Have you got one for us? Not yet. You can ask me tomorrow. Greg, we need to we need to have a chat. <laughs> you need to come prepared on a Friday, especially because you're the man. It is all the racing is at Sandown, so on a Friday, you need to come with a winner. Um, because you need to take on Marty Sinan and Liam O'Keefe, who think they're the best in the business. So, uh, uh, well, they're, they're pretty good. So, uh, we'll I get one. I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do something for you next Friday. How's that? Especially with the amount of horses you've got working next Tuesday uh, out there. So, uh, you'll have all the good oil. Uh, mate, good luck tomorrow. We'll touch base tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Michael. All right. So, I think we're pretty happy if it's going to be. Um, Improving, improving to a good track. Yeah, we'll take that. There was some concern that it might have been a little wetter um, with all of that rain yesterday. Don't forget, we want your input into the program as well. Your text of the day wins a round of two to the Devil Bend uh, Golf Club, which is a great um, track to have a hit at. So I'll read that out just before we're off air today. Um, I still can't believe they'd even entertain selling. Sandown is one SMS that's come through. Hey, boys, the shark curse is true. He goes to the Gold Coast. Oh, the races are cancelled. He then tries to get to New Zealand and the whole country is closed. Oh, yeah. That's from Craig. That's an early clubhouse leader. That's fair enough. Um, our good friend Leroy from Perth, who always likes to get in nice and early, says, uh, no retirement, but I hope you got a blast out of uh, the, the punting last week. Late with Angelic Miss at around $12. Yes, well done, good. Leroy. Leroy. Uh, we'll go again. Ascot race one number four, Mia Gusto. Into race four, number two, sock off. Into race nine, number one, warm and fuzzy. The all, all around the twelve to sixteen dollar mark. All right, well, Leroy. Um, we'll get our boys out the back to put that out on the SMS uh, and Twitter machine. I should say. He's a crack, Leroy, doesn't he? He does, and he's not he likes. afraid to sort of bowl one at double figures. And I have some. 
young friends over in Adelaide who were on a bit of a, a lad's day at the races and they needed an out, and I, I flicked the Angelic Miss on Leroy's behalf. So thank you, Leroy, on behalf of uh, a few footy types over there that cashed in. Well, there's no $12 on offer about inundation, but after listening to Mick Price, I'm just keen to take the eighty now mm. and roll it into a few multis because he was pretty bullish that he's got inundation back after that little hiccup with the heat stress last start at Sandown. He is a dollar eighty. He was a dollar seventy. Now at to a dollar eighty. Fire is an interesting runner. First up from the Hawks camp at three seventy. Mullane, we heard from Catherine Coleman. He's got the blinkers on for the first time, but whatever he does, he'll improve on. He'll be hitting the line hard at $6. No way ever is at $10. Is is it a case that this is one of the good things, Sharky, that he'll just be too fast inundation in the first tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Look, he's not going to have heat stress tomorrow, is he? Uh, we're not going to get that problem. His best performances, arguably, have been on tracks with a little bit of give as well, outside of that. Um, record run so I don't think any give early in the day is going to be a problem I like that they've given him that little bit of time to get over that defeat last time and I heard somebody reference it as a failure like that's a bit strong he was beaten by on the lead who then went and ran a placing in a stakes race so the form has stood up pretty well I'd have thought uh I I just think he's too quick for these. Fire is the danger. But they've worked fire out. Early days, he was sort of right up on speed. I reckon those two runs in Sydney, get back, run on. I reckon that's how this horse will go at his best. I think we'll see him, particularly from seven, just be given time to balance up and then finish off. He trialled at Rose Hill about a week ago and settled well off them and was just flooding home the last 200 metres and, and under a hold too. Uh, he might start to put it all together, this horse. I reckon he's probably listed class fire. I think he'll get to that level. Big he horse, he's taken favorite, some time. Didn't he start favouriting against Chain of Lightning uh, down the straight one day? Yeah, he did. And he ran really well. Chain of Lightning only beat him by a, a narrowish margin and then she went on one stakes races. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a talented horse fire. I don't know if he's got the motor to match inundation over this trip, but he'll be very strong late. Yeah, I'll take the shorts on inundation, and I'll play that exactor too, one and three. One and three uh, is the exactor. Dollar eighty. happy with that price? I think that's okay. Yeah, I look, too. much shorter than that, I don't know, but I think a dollar eighty is okay. Dollar eighty is the play inundation to hopefully kick off a nice punting afternoon uh, mm. for everyone at Sandown tomorrow. Uh, race number two is the Lamaro's Hotel Chairman's Stakes, and this is the feature of the day. It's the two hundred thousand dollar will equal with the Jeffrey Belmain, but this is the one where there's a lot of interest from a blue diamond perspective. Interestingly, Jamie Carr doesn't have a ride in the race, yeah. which is surprising, isn't it? She doesn't have a ride in race number three either. Mm. So, um, who has she been riding a big two-year-old so far? I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, anyway, I we'll can't think either. Um, the market here is certainly honed in on the top two, which is not surprising. VC, who was brilliant winning down the straight at Flemington on debut. That was over 1,100. Drops back 1,000 metres today. It's at $2.60. Ethan Brown in the saddle. And Sarah Sana. We just heard from Maddie DeCock. Pretty confident that she's improved a lot from her debutante win. She's at $2.80. Uh, 
Uh, Zolfikar is going to Sandown tomorrow from the Cummings Yard. It's the third favourite, first up at 7.50. Extremely Wicked, who's also had one racetrack experience, finishing second to Croatian Bell. Not sure how strong that two-year-old form is. I know Croatian Bell's been very consistent uh, at $10, but she was outclassed a little in the Magic Millions. And then we get down to the interesting first starters. Written Bly, who has jumped out on par or in similar form to Sarasana before her debut wins at $13. Perilous Fighter, 14 And there's been money for Perilous Fighter from a Clayton Douglas stable. And then Benny Hayes did get a, a decent push at odds for Miss Burgoyne and Tecido as well. Just on what Clayton had to say yesterday, Perilous Fighter, if you missed it, here's a snippet of what he had to say. He's quite a nice horse. He's got a really good brain on him for a, a young colt. Um, very sensible. He seems to do everything right. His trials have been been good. Um, they haven't been, you know, stand out, outstanding sort of stuff. But he's done everything right to suggest that he's, he's there to run a good race on Saturday. And that's since last week. We drew wide and um, we're sort of banking we'd draw a gate this week. And, um, we'll, you know, we're lucky we've drawn barrier three. Looks to be a strong race. There's a lot of quality two-year-olds around this time of the year. So we'll, we'll sort of see where he measures up in the scheme of things anyway. Willow's on board, drawn gate three. And even when we spoke to Glenn Ingram yesterday, he said Hell's Son is $81, which is a, a ridiculous price because he hasn't um, looked too bad at the jump outs and trials. But these these first starters, Sharky, can you see any of them pressuring VC or, or Sarasana, the, the winners that we've already seen? Uh, I really liked the jump out of Written Bly. I thought that was a really nice piece of work from that filly. She was in a, in the same jump out as Sarasana. Sarasana was sort of cruising up to them under a bit of a hole, but uh, Written Bly was just given a, one little click up. She responded immediately. Uh, she was there with the winner to the line, and Sarasana was sort of there with her. I thought it was a really nice jump out, and massive respect for Graham Begg and his two-year-olds. He places them so well. He doesn't waste time putting them up against horses that... Uh, they're not capable of uh, matching it with. So if he says that she's up to this sort of standard, then you must listen. I think of the ones we've seen, the two at the top of the market are, are clearly the standouts. I expect this is going to be the best Melbourne slash Victorian form reference for the Blue Diamond. I, I can't see the preludes being stronger than this and, and the previews certainly weren't. Uh, VC... When he was told to go at Flemington, he really went. And that was a dominant win. It was a rude little last sort of 100 metres, just sitting up and letting him coast to the line. There's not a heap of him, but he's super strong. And over these shorter distances, his turn of foot is just a real weapon. Sarasana, lovely style of filly. We were with her, you may remember, going back to that run in December off some good jump outs, and she didn't let us down. It was a really soft win. She's only going to get better as the distances increase. I think the 1,200 of the she diamond. She was strong leg, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, and she wasn't stopping at all. I reckon the 1,200 of the diamond will be right up her alley. And later in the spring... Uh, as a three-year-old, I think she'll get a little bit further again. She's a lovely sort of filly. And, yeah, good to see Robbie Griffiths and Maddie DeCock. And Robbie can find a good two-year-old, but I don't know if he's had one this good for a little while. You might have to go back to Burnstone, who sadly didn't make it to the diamond. Remember that that really good cold out of Merlene DeLargo, I reckon it was? Oh. Uh, one, it might have won a... 
Blue a diamond, diamond place getter. Pr- I reckon Burnstone. I'm going to look him up. I reckon Burnstone might have won a Blue Diamond preview or prelude and was right up the thick end of the markets and then he died I think unfortunately yeah he did he won his he won the blue diamond preview at his first start uh came from last and won by about four lengths and then uh sadly didn't go any further he was by out of uh Merlin de Lago so I mean, the, the the diamond market has changed a lot in the last well steel days. city's coming now well, so it steel city's been a ridiculous firmer. I think it's been about $16, $15. Now into second favourite at $6. That's an overreaction now. $6 is too short. And and Barber, um, who is the Godolphin horse that we'll see next week, I think, in the Preludes, is the $5 favourite now. Where's King's Gambit going? He's out the gate. He's at $7 after he got beaten. He was $4.50 this time know. last week. That is just a, that's a crazy, and we see it often, these overreactions in the market. That wasn't the run of a horse that should tumble down the market for a blue diamond, well, I think, in my opinion. Well, I think the drift's almost just as much as it seems now that it's less likely than it previous was that he's actually going to come for the diamond. Yeah, okay. Well, Red Resistance is a pretty good horse, uh, clearly. He's beaten Steel City, who goes to the diamond. He's beaten King's Gambit, who was favourite for everything. Charmstone we'll see next week. Charmstone is the filly that has been forgotten about. I think she's the value at at seven dollars. I think there's a touch of value in her. She's very, very good. Charmstone. Well, I mean, is VC? He's eleven dollars. Just want to see uh, the twelve hundred aspect. You just want to. He, he looks like a pocket rocket, and sometimes those horses that come through the thousand and the eleven hundred meter heats, they get to twelve hundred. It's that little bit. It's just that half a bridge too far. Whereas you know, Sarasana, Charmstone. Uh, Steel City, they they look like they're going to sort of appreciate that step to twelve hundred. The tab have inserted into the market. Yeah, Brave Halo at yes, thirteen dollars. Brave Halo no- appears next week. Now this is the WA two year old, so it's definitely coming down. Yeah, uh, coming I believe over. it is. Yes, right, well, Josh Rodder uh, pointed to me that the horse was was over and ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, that will be uh, another and party for two as well. The Queenslander party is going to be for coming two. down. It's a good name, isn't so, it? So uh, it'll it'll certainly develop. But tomorrow, you with Sarasana or VC? I'm with VC tomorrow, but I'll You've probably got a doubt over twelve hundred. Well, he looks strong first. Uh, yeah. Well, he's that just, was eleven hundred. Yeah, it's a thousand meters tomorrow. I just think VC is going to be sharper than Sarasana at a thousand. I might be wrong. But that's the way I'm reading it at the moment. But, but for Written a diamond, next. you've got a question mark over VC over 12. Well, I just want to see him... I, I would love to see him in a race longer than 1,000 metres. Um, oh, sorry, uh, given you know, given another race over 1,100 before the 1,200. I don't think we are. No, right? no, we're not going to see three it. weeks into the diamond. We're not going to see tomorrow. It. Yeah. yeah. All right, so VC to win the chairman's... Happy to play at 260? Um... What's the difference between them in the market at the moment? Two sixty, two eighty. Yeah, okay. I am on the fence with that. I'm with him, but I don't know if I want to back him because Sarasana's a really good filly, really good filly. I'm just I'm marginally leaning his way tomorrow. Okay. Do they still have that duet bet? That could be you. Duet. Yeah. Do they still have God. that bet? Don't know about that that. What's Nick, the best duet Nick you ever Quinn's heard? Nick Quinn's favourite bet was a, a duet. What's the best duet you ever heard? I've never ever had one. Well, no, I mean musically. Oh, 
Um, duet. Gee whiz. Um, no idea. They no used idea. to have. Did you ever watch Rockwiz back in the day? Oh, we are drifting. We are drifting here. Deborah Conway did one with um, oh, Tex Perkins. Was that Siren, Mikey? Where's and it was. Siren? It was all time. Uh, Rebecca Barnard did one with Tim Rogers. It was really good too. Oh my god. Yep. Anyway. We, uh, Race other three. people, people other than me, will certainly remember this. Chrissy Amphlett did one. I can't remember who that the, was with. The SMS machine does not reflect. Were you a Chrissy Amphlett kindly fan? to your God, what um, a woman? Uh, to your uh, your what are we calling them? Tangents. Uh, Hennessy Lad is Mostly the favourite musical. in race number three. It is at two dollars and sixty cents. Um, Black Max. I actually had. Uh, it in a multi last start, and I turned away at the 200. I said, This thing's gone. Uh, picked up well. How it picked up and won, I don't yeah. know. It was at three, it's 390. Ollie, the Ollie factor. It was, he lifted it. Yelling at it. Feel the moment. Come on, Max. Six. Go. Go. Go, Max. Is <laughs> at seven. Come on. Uh, Michelotti is at eight, $10. Do it for Felgate. Oh, uh, God. Northern Barrage is at $13. Um, NEC lad, it was a, a tough watch if you're on last start at the Valley. There's more open spaces at Hillside. Mm. This is one of these that I think if it gets the right run and the gap opens, gee, it's it's going to be hard to beat tomorrow at 260, isn't it? He's got a nice horse to run down in field the moment, whose form is standing up pretty well, isn't it? Two back beating Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the Dark goes and wins pretty cosily last week and then field the moment leads up and just finds Shuffle Dancer a touch too good uh, when they raced last. Half a length to Michelotti in third, but I would expect Field the Moment to maintain that edge over Michelotti. Hennessy Lad was building to a win, wasn't it? They chucked him in the deep end against older horses. He started favourite. That probably tells you a bit about what they think of the horse. Just kept going like... Poor Ben Mellon. He was doing everything he could to get that horse clear. He even switches back to the rails and then the horse drifts in and sort of just half closes the door on him. He had absolutely nowhere to go. Beaten 1.5 or whatever it was to the line. He is the horse to beat in this race. Again, it might be a nice race for an exactor playing with field the moment because it looks the leader. And given the form that it's in currently... Fourth up here, you would think it would be at its peak. I reckon 1800 is an ideal trip for it. Zach Spain is a good judge of pace and has a, a good understanding of what this horse needs to perform at its best. They're the two clear standouts for mine. Northern Barrage would be next. Uh, Michael Kent's just bringing this one along nicely through the grades. Um, what's what's your pot on Black Max? Uh, Black Max stepping to 1800. Looks just like want to see him it, do it. Maybe. Maybe he wants it. I think the other two might be stronger at it. Apertivo's a horse that could improve as well. Just a bit lost in front last time at Lakeside. I, I liked him better beforehand when he was allowed to get off them and close. Blinkers off, winkers back on. I think you'll see him ridden quietly and finishing off. He might run a better race. Is this a bet, another one, Hennessy Lad? It sure is, of, is, Michael. Is this one of the pillars? Uh, yeah, it's a pillarish. All right, Hennessy support Lad, beam perhaps two dollars sixty. Feel the moment might be the little Quinella play there at six dollars. Uh, no Black Max for the Shark. That's race number three. Uh, keep those SMSs coming through. Uh, Jeff, love hurts. Rock whiz. 
Okay. Oh, yes, that was it. That uh, was the duet we were talking about. Boys, I've never heard someone say, geez, I got out of the poo-poo from a duet. Uh, that's from Benny Moo. Um, oh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow. There's one for you. Oh, please. Dolly. Snorfest. Now, here we go. Dolly and Kenny. There you go. That's a classic duet. Again, Snorfest. Morning, boys. Hosky here. Sharknado. Look forward to... Uh, the Fred again concert. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm double booked. Hosky, I've got Dave Chappelle next Saturday night, which will be amazing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss Fred again. I missed him on Wednesday at the Forum. Sold out. <laughs> New Zealand multi this week, but I reckon we've got a treble in Sandown tomorrow. There is no uh, no New Zealand multi this week. Uh, I, there's, I, I'm with you every step of the way here, Hosky. Inundation, race one. Hennessy Lad, race three. Detonator Jack, race eight. Mm, the detonator. That's from Hosky. Uh, hey, boys, Rick from uh, Tookley here in New South Wales. Who's Tookley? I don't know, uh, but good to have you listening, Rick. Uh, thoughts on the first at the Valley tonight. Will the track be heavy by then? No, it won't be heavy. Um, we're on. not expecting much rain tonight. Tookley? I can tell I've, you. I've Googled Tookley. It's a little, looks like a little semi-island, actually, near Wyong. Little okay. peninsula type setup. Well, um, what's Rick, a fishing like at Tookley? Rick, I can tell Rick? you, it is a soft five uh, at the Valley, and they'll improve today. I missed Mick Price interview oh, as I Tugger was on Lake. a work call. Well, if you missed Mick Price, he's declared inundation, and he thinks uh, that the favourite tonight will go very close. Will be ridden off the speed. Grey Song uh, went too hard last start and has a very good chance of bouncing back tonight. Uh, hi, Michael, if you get a moment, could you repeat Leroy's tips? I missed him. That's from Pete. Um, I like how um, people text in and ask for people to repeat the listeners' tips. I've got them for you, Mike. No have you got them, Mike? them down. Quickly. So Ascot, race one, number four, into race four, number two, into race nine, number one. All right, I like it. Uh, two more, and then we'll take a break. Felgate, can you grill Shark about his comment six months ago that Jigsaw is just a horse? Just beats up on horses that are going no good. Six months ago. Well, I was probably right six months ago. I don't even think he was going any good six months ago, so he probably was just a horse back then. So you're not going to recant? No. Please. He's a good horse now. He's a great two-winner now. You can't argue with that, is he? How can you, rather? Um, uh, six months ago, he was getting beaten in at Caulfield by Big Apple. Does I'm Thunderstruck and win the all? We've got an early, an early long-range question for you, Shark. Does oh. I'm Thunderstruck win the all? Let's see who's in the all first. All right. Stay tuned in seven days' time. We need to take a quick break. More to come. Friday Form Focus after this. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. Who's this? Oh, gee, you Churn. She, um, Mikey's getting right into this. Oh, uh, he's ready. You're, you're a bit soft on that there, Mikey. You could have gone a bit harder. Tonight's night's pretty, it is pretty low key. Hey, um, we are up to race number four, which could be another pillar of our good things at Sandown tomorrow. Um, just before we get on to that, do you remember last week you came in, you were pretty battered and bruised, you were pretty down because you had a bit of a blowout with your thong? Yeah, well, I did. Friends of the station were listening, high-powered and influential They friends. were. Um, Tony uh, Jones, not 
the bad Tony Jones, the good Tony oh. Jones. Oh, that'll not chompers. Back, that'll get back to TJ. Um, uh, who is the father of Sarah Jones, the superstar yeah. of Fox Footy, and Love her Sarah. brother started Archie's Thongwear. Amazing. Which is the best thong, the best the world. thong that you told us about. In and the world. You have introduced me to Archie's. And I can't believe you'd, you were an Archie man beforehand. Lo and behold, um, some Archie's arrived this week. Now, um, I had no idea. you got little Japanese slipper feet, so... Um, I'll bring them in for you. My five-year-old's taken your little Archie song, so I'll get them off Georgia and I'll bring them on Monday for you. But uh, thank you to our friends at Archie's for sending those in. And uh, Tony's got a few nice horses too. He's also part owner of Wahini Toa going well. So um, thanks to the Archie's team and I'll give you your little petite Archie's on Did Monday. Did they just send you a shoebox with some with like a little thong strap on it? Because you, you do have feet like Bigfoot. <laughs> Mine's a touch bigger than yours. They are compl- they are hairy and disgusting. Let's, <laughs> but they they are atrocious. My, oh, I can't weird. believe Jackie hasn't made you get laser hair removal on your feet, or at least you know you know the foot binding, you know the Japanese foot binding, you something like that, just to make your feet more you attractive. Certainly don't. They need are horrendous you feet. You don't need to worry about hair Mate, removal. Were, last time I went for a bushwalk, <laughs> there were people doing Sasquatch tracking on you. Oh, you're an idiot. Let's get up to race number four, which is uh, Benedetta. Uh, she is a horse that looks like is uh, very promising indeed. It's a two dollar forty favourite here. Getting correspondence from my wife right now. Uh, Belmia is at three dollars and eighty cents. Colorado Cruz is at nine fifty. The more I looked at Benedetta, its last couple of wins, why doesn't mm. she just win again tomorrow? Oh, she could. Yeah, she's she's pretty good, and the last two wins have been excellent, haven't they? She's going really, really well. Uh, she got a long way back from ten, maybe. Uh, might be a little bit tough from What's there. What's the speed look like in this race? And the speed's okay. Uh, you've got horses like Field of Praise. It looks like a natural on-speed horse. Kimberly Pearl took a little sit last time, but was close enough before that. Uh, Discerning likes to get back. Elegant Diva will be looking for a sit. Uh, the other one I thought would go forward was uh, the Danny O'Brien horse, Colorado Cruise. I thought it, it's a horse with good natural speed too. And right down the bottom, you would think Michael Shepherdson would let Valancourt uh, hold a position too, or at least try and get a position from six to avoid being posted wide. So, yeah, not mad speed, but enough there, I think, for horses in the second half of the field too. Build revs down the uh, Sandown Strait. So she's done it pretty softly, her last couple of yeah. wins. What's your issue tomorrow? Is it the fact that she's oh, drawn out a little wide? It's not a not a great issue. I'm not saying she can't win the race. I'm, I'm just looking at a horse like Belle Mia, who I think might be just as good. And she's a better price. That's what I'm looking at. There's, I don't think there's a lot between them. And I reckon Belle Mia is probably open to... As much, if not a little bit more improvement. Uh, whereas Benedetta's three runs in, uh, fourth tomorrow in her first prep. Where's the where's the ceiling this time around? You know, I, I think she'll go ahead again in her career. But as far as this prep's concerned, maybe Belmere with the benefit of that spell, freshen up off the back of a Twilight Glow, glow run, which was very, very good uh, when she was slicing through the field. Yeah, I just... I just came around to her and, and thought she might be an interesting runner here. She'll, she, she'll be back with Benedetta I was say, in the run. She's going to be back as well, isn't she? Yeah, she'll be back with her in the run. The one that will have the head start on both of them that I think will really improve is Elegant Diva. Uh, I reckon we had Catherine Coleman on 
when this horse resumed and she was really looking forward to seeing this horse and they they were expecting a really good run. The market didn't think the same on the day. She was $6 out to $10. So a noted drifter there at Flemington. But the Moody camp don't often get it wrong, do they, when they like one, when it's prepped up well for a first up run. Uh, the horse didn't run poorly. She's run fourth and a really nice fourth. But there was so much positivity about her before that race. I think we'll see her take a, a big leap forward this time. And the winkers go on for the first time. They do. Uh, also go on with um, Victory Bay. So Moods is pulling out the gear tomorrow. Um, so Benedetta 240, you'd rather play Belmere at 380? Yeah, I think so. And what price is Elegant Diva? Elegant Diva is $10. Yeah, I'll, I'll have something on her too. I might just take those two to beat the favourite. All right, so mm. Benedetta, the favourite, mm. uh, on the outer with the Shark. It seems to make sense. In race number four. Race number five tomorrow. Uh, this is the Mal Seckle. It's a benchmark 70 over 1,400. In this race, no scratchings at this stage. British Columbia, drawn a good gate, will be up on speed. Hasn't been far away. It's last couple. It's at $4.40. Um, we've also got in this race Euro Dandy, who comes through what could be a pretty strong form race, especially tomorrow. That's that Mooney Valley race where we saw Hennessy Led was unlucky. Euro Dandy made a good run. He's drawn a nice gate tomorrow. $5. Victory Bay, it's been a bit of a frustrating horse if you've been backing its last couple, mm-hmm. getting back, running on. It's got the opportunity to settle a bit closer from a good gate tomorrow at $5. And gee, I was taken with a run of unusual culture first up, hitting the line really well. Uh, J Carr rides tomorrow at $6. And Super Artsy's another one that's been racing really consistently. And even Reinberg was pretty good. Um, this is a, an open race here, Sharky. Which way are you leaning? Uh, I'm with unusual culture. But did you see... Did you see the news about British Columbia during the week? Oh, no, on. no. And there, there is a point to this. Like, this, I reckon the person that named British Columbia might have been a little bit of a soothsayer well, of by, sorts by Vancouver. Yeah, out of a mare called Blowing in the Wind. Yep. And British Columbia uh, has become the first province in Canada to decriminalise cocaine, amongst other hard drugs. Really? Yeah. So you can walk around the streets of British Columbia and do whatever you want you now, serious? basically. Yeah, I did not see that news. No, it's it's a fact. Wow. All right. Well. So yeah, and that. and just the naming of the horse, I thought well, there's something there. Somebody's predicted the future here to a degree, maybe. It's got a winning chance, British Columbia. That was a really good run last time. It, I reckon, just second up, leading with 59. A couple of horses were fitter than it in the race. It, he tried to kick away Jordan Childs. He like rode it perfectly. The horse probably just ran out of carrots that last sort of 100 metres. I thought it was a really, really good run. I backed him too. I was so keen that he, he'd win that race. Uh, I have to back him again here, but it'll be a minor bet because I think unusual culture. With good speed in this race, she was really good late in that lakeside return over 1,200. Uh, Celine Gaudre took... A couple of kegs off her back. She took, might have taken three. Uh, she carried big weight in that race. Still ran home and looked really good that last 150 and through the line. She's teased a bit unusual culture, hasn't she? She's sort of been thereabouts to win a Saturday race. She's run some really nice races. She's been close up 
on a couple of occasions, closing off late. You always think, oh, next time, next time, next time. I think with the benefit of that last prep under her belt, we'll see her win a couple of races in a row, I reckon. And it might start here. Well, I was taken with her run as well, but is is $6 a price you'd like to take unusual culture where... Is she going to be back in the run? She will be back. Yeah, she will is be back. Is the issue she's going to be giving British Columbia, uh, Columbia maybe five or six That's weeks? why I think you've got to back both of them because yeah. British Columbia is going to be fitter again third up and he'll be out in front bowling along. He's got come along Jeffrey for company and potentially Rhinoceros as well. Apart from that, I don't think there's super pressure up front. So Jordan Childs can probably lead, control things from two once again. Uh, at, at the 200, he's going to be the horse to run down. Mm. It's just a matter of where unusual culture is. I think you have to back them both. All right. It's a two-bet play from the Shark. Unusual culture at $6 in British Columbia at 4 to four forty in race number five. Uh, SMSs have been coming through here. Uh, Sharknado, I always thought he'd have hobbit feet. <laughs> hey, guys, best duet ever. Hobbit feet. Uh, you got that loving feeling. Uh, Long John Baldry, that's Warren from Vermont. Um, Oyster here, uh, what's the shark on this morning? You must be frothing about the Smashing Pumpkins tour. I am frothing he about is. that. I'm actually heading to the Chilies tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to racing. My best Eagle Farm, race six, number two, Hang Five. That's from Oyster. Good on you, Oyster. Uh, Ficker and Linda Bull. Oh. Uh, what, are the, what, are, what are they sing? Ficker and Linda Bull? Mm. Are you serious? I'm deadly serious. You don't know who Vicar and Linda no, Bull are? What are they saying? Uh, Mikey Belisarius, do you oh, know? They've got voices of an angel. No, I'm lost Both here. Sorry, mate. Not, not well, sure. Well, give us a song. Okay. Vicar and Linda Bull, they're like Australian sort of soul singers, okay. sort of in that. Oh, they're no. beautiful voices. Talking duos, surely the shark is a white stripes man. and uh, Yeah, white stripes are good. And is the great man fronting up for Chili Peppers and Post Malone next week? That's from Glenn. Uh, Post Malone couldn't think of anything worse. Every song <laughs> sounds the same. Uh, G'day, Shark. Loretta Lynn and Jack White. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a good What duet. did they sing? Uh, well, Jack White's from the White Stripes. Yeah. And Loretta Lynn, of course, is a country sort of singer. Yeah, I, I need, you have to expand. songs here. You really uh, need to expand your repertoire. Portland, Oregon. Is you that, don't know who is Loretta the... Lynn is. Oh, my God. Uh, race three, number six. Only sung for At Morfordville. Um, Randwick, race three, number 10. Miss Lenore. Uh, there we go. Uh, so three, six, Morfordville. Randwick, three, ten. Uh, that is from... Oh, who is that from? I don't know. No, I didn't say that. Surely the Sharks' greatest <laughs> duet would be Robbie and Delta at the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> Robbie and Delta. <laughs> you, you, you would have been... Um, what, that cat suit was good. Um, cat suit? Uh, now, here we go. Uh, Tukali is just over an hour north of Sydney near Nor- uh, Nora Head, 15 okay. minutes north of the entrance. Fishing is good in Tuggera Lakes. Tuggera Lakes, yes. Um, golf courses um, are great as well. Uh, Three meteries. Now, Get this, the dogs. Uh, Marlian's Dream, this, this one's from Jeff. Marlian's Dream finished off really nicely last start. Solid speed yeah. will be fitter. And it actually did run past Victory Bay last start. Yeah, it did. Yep. So do you give it a chance? In it's a, it's race a chance. I just, I just think... Uh, I think what's its name will be at home again, British Columbia. Here's one I do know. How about Eddie Vedder and Mark Seymour when they sang "Throw Your Arms Around Me"? Uh, yeah, I think I've heard that. Elton John and Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart. Kiki D. 
That's from uh, Is old that mate a real name? Kiki D. Kiki D. I've heard of Kiki D. Okay. Kiki D. Okay. Anyway, we are her getting well and truly um, off the beaten track. Her real here. name was Pauline Matthews. Mikey, you're meant to bring us back under control. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Good name we'll for a horse, actually, reassess, Kiki D. and uh, we'll be back with the first leg of the Quaddy. No more duets and no more tangents. It's the Quaddy up next. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. Uh, we are up to the quaddy, the first leg of the quaddy. And uh, this is race number six, which is over 1,300 metres. And there's a lot of punters that'll be keen to go, I'd say, trim up the quaddy early because it could be a fat end to the quaddy tomorrow. Race number six here is the art... Um, what are we calling this? The... Graham Archibald Ridwood Classic. Daytona Bay is the $2.60 favourite. First up, good push from Catherine Coleman. Fajita Sands, an interesting runner first up as well, three eighty. Then you're out to William Thomas, eight fifty. He's exceptional, $9.50. It does look on paper maybe we can trim this down to maybe just the top two chances. What do you think, Shar? I'm going a little bit wider. Gee, Fajita Sand just broke my heart and my wallet. Multiple occasions during the spring, I thought he was a really nice colt, and he just didn't, just didn't do it in the spring. Maybe that time of year, some colts have their minds on other things, and they're not one hundred percent focused. He's jumped out better this time around, I thought, than he had going into that campaign. So I'm, I think he's got the ability to to smack this lot if he's got his mind on the job and he runs to his best. But we don't know, so it's. You're kind of in a holding pattern with us until we see him first up. Daytona Bay is a talented horse, uh, winning over Jimmy the Bear, who was in great form during winter. Finished off with a narrow win at Lakeside when he had you know plenty of weight against some okay horses on a heavy ten. It was a good tough win. Uh, close up to Cardinal Gem too, who had really good form. You know he's a nice animal, only beaten once in his career. He's going to be hard to beat here off a good jump out. He's exceptional off a of freshen up. Nothing wrong with what he was doing before that uh, last start defeat. When I think you could say step up in class and maybe just exposed a little bit in the lead. Probably cost him. I'm not writing him off completely though. And Conqueror is in the game as well. Has to be, doesn't he? That was a really nice run at Mooney Valley. A track where it shouldn't have... It's not his go getting around a track like Mooney Valley. I think getting onto a bigger track here second up is going to be in his favour. He'll keep improving. And the other one I'm throwing in at a fair old price in the quaddy is Thorin. First start for Julius Sandu. Couple of jump outs. Heap of gear changes. Just to sort of shake things up a bit. He led and won and looked okay in a recent Cranbourne jump out. I think at a price... We need to be putting him in the quaddy. All right, so what numbers have we got in this first leg? Three, four, seven, nine, and 11. Three, four, seven, nine, and 11. So that is a little fatter uh, than what a lot of people may be playing. So Daytona Bay, $2.60. Uh, the four, he's exceptional, $9.50. Uh, Conqueror at seven. Um, I can see why you put that in. This is what JD Hayes had to say about Conqueror Ooh. yesterday. He's a horse with a lot of talent. And very happy with the way that he's come back and settled into life back here in Australia. Um, we treated his last run like his last trial. 
and uh, the way that he hit the line and recovered, I'm expecting him to be, uh, run a very good race. So it's a definite, and Conqueror's around about $16. Did I write down the wrong number here? Thorin, $71. Yeah, Thorin's in. $71. Mm-hmm. Good trainer, Julius Sandu. Oh, we know Good that. trainer. Wow. Uh, and obviously the 11 Fujita uh, Sand. Um, have you got a little question mark, Daytona Bay, first up? I reckon we'll do a good Oh, not particularly a question mark. I just thought he was short enough for a horse that's first up that's going to... I think he'll keep improving this time around. I know 1,300 is a weird trip, isn't it? Usually they, the horse like this will resume over 12, step to 14, 16. So that's the standard Australian type of progression. 13 gets him closer to his... what what So far in his career anyway, what his best distance has been. Um is that extra 100 metres? Does it matter? Does it not matter? I don't know. I'm just taking the view with Sandown and these distances at the moment that we can maybe be a bit creative while we work out what's going on with these fresh horses. And how good uh, or otherwise has Fajita Sand looked at the jump outs and trolls? He's looked okay. Like, I think he's looked better than, he's looked in the, than he looked in the spring. He, I, I was super keen on him going into that spring carnival. I was a little bit worried about his jump outs and I should have probably tempered my enthusiasm a little bit in hindsight off those jump outs because I thought they were just plain. Uh, I, I reckon his jump out recently at Flemington was an improvement for sure. This I an expect S- to see a really good run. SMS saying, boys, wet tracks didn't help for Hita Sand during the spring. Well. Yeah, great point. Great point. Um, I noticed John McNeil isn't riding Hawks horses tomorrow. Anything in it? That's Steve from Midbet. I don't know. I haven't really had a look at that. Ollie's on for Hita Sand tomorrow. Gate number six, John McNeil's riding William Thomas in that first race. So, um, all right, uh, is there a bet in this race as well as the quaddy for you? Uh, no bet in this race. No bet. No all bet. Right. We no are bet. starting the quaddy with three, no four, bet. seven, nine, and 11. Uh, we're going to finish the last three legs of the quaddy after 10 o'clock. We'll also have a look at the Sydney races. Gee, there's a couple of crackers there. We'll hopefully have a chat also to Michael Friedman, who's got a couple of nice runners, especially a two-year-old, and also Josh from Horsham. All that's still to come on your Friday Form Focus. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. It's a huge weekend of racing, not just in the gallops. We've also got the great Southern Star tonight at Melton. Tomorrow night it's the AG Hunter Cup. RSN will be covering it all live trackside as well. Racing.com. It's good to see the Hunter love Cup shown live on... I love the big days. They're, they're yeah. huge. So, And the coverage on Racing.com, there's nothing better... After watching the races on the Saturday, you can continue watching all the live action, have a cheeky bet or two on a Saturday night. Yeah. So um, it's going to be great. So good luck to everyone involved in the coverage and out at Melton tomorrow. We are up to race number seven, which is the second leg of the quaddy. And it is the other feature of the day, which is the Jeffrey Bell Main over 1,300 metres. And uh, this is a, a deep race here. Snapped is an interesting favourite. We spoke to Sam Freeman and he wasn't knocking down the door with massive confidence. It's going to be hard to beat at the $4. It's been well supported, but maybe a few little question marks. Rose Quartz uh, stepping up in distance at 460. Wrote to Arakai, or Arataki has been well supported in the last day into 550. Ballet Rish 650. Vespertine at $7. Let's start with a favourite. This is what Sam Friedman had to say about Snapped. She's going very well. 
and obviously Sydney was a bit of a disaster. But um, look, the, the query is going to be the 1300. She's going to have to relax well, uh, get into a rhythm. She's got a nice gait. Um, you know, she's she's got black type potential, absolutely. So um, this feels like a really good opportunity to try her at this. If she doesn't run the 1300, then we'll, we'll keep her back to 11 and 1200 and maybe a 1,000 even. But it um, feels like the right time to have a crack. Graham Begg's got two nice chances. Rose Quartz and Vespertine, firstly. Here mm. is what he had to say about Rose Quartz. If she can get in the situation where she can control things, obviously uh, drawn very well, she'll be obviously positive out of the gate. Um, you know, we feel that she'll switch off well enough once she's allow- allowed to do that. And, uh, you know, she'll certainly run very well. She's been running against some pretty good horses at the, at mm. the last few runs, you know. The form's been franked everywhere with Jigsaw and even Shimino won their Durbridge in Adelaide last week. Um, so she's got good stakes class form around her. Um, so she's in very, very good order. She's had a bit of a freshen up after a last start down at the beach and uh, she's back and bouncing around and uh, very happy with her. So Rose Courts is the favourite, but Graham Begg is leaning at the price to Vespertine. Absolutely. I think it's an ideal race for her, an ideal distance. Um, so, look, I would think, you know, between the two, I hate uh, I hate running them against one another, but unfortunately that's the case. But, uh, you know, as far as the prices go, I think that she's very, very good value in the race, uh, Vespertine. Yeah, do you agree, Absolutely, Vespertine. I'm, I'm surprised she's $7. Oh, I think against Rose Quartz, who's had... A million chances, and yeah, she's been so consistent, and that's great. And she always tries, but she's not exactly winning. Vespertine got into a horrible spot down the straight, absolutely horrible. And you watch that replay; her last two hundred meters, she was smashing the line. I think Vespertine's one of the leading chances in this race, and I'll have her in the quaddy absolutely. I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting Rose Quartz in. You're leaving it out? Okay. Leaving it out. Leaving what about, it out. What about Rote to Arataki? Mm, not so much. Got a last uh, win over Shuffle Dancer. It does, yeah. I think, uh, well, Shuffle Dancer didn't have the best of luck there. Uh, Barry 13 for Arataki this time around. Yeah. Right. Love to see Matty Williams uh, jag a group three. Absolutely. Oh, now you're backpedaling. Now, because you just seen he's, he's the next one up that no, we're going to talk to. So you're trying to backpedal. I didn't actually see All that. Right. But Matty for Williams. once, for once, <laughs> we've gone to a guest and I haven't uh, had my foot in my mouth. Well, Michael. Uh, so generally horse. speaking, that's what happens. You just so potted I'm, his horse. I didn't. I just I'm from 13. I'm not putting him in the quaddy, but I'd love to see it win for him. We all love Matty. Good morning, Matty. Good morning, uh, Michael and Michael. And Barry 13 is actually a good gate for her, this preparation. That's, oh, that's, that's all right. Drawn. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad, you're, glad you're happy she with can't it. can't draw a gate with it. Does she go... I know she went forward last time. Before that, you know, she's sort of getting back and running home. What do you do with her? Is it, Was that a bit of a discovery last time with her, the fact that she can go forward and control the race, race on speed? Yeah, it was a bit of a discovery. We did, that wasn't... The plan probably to be that forward, but she did bounce well, and and we just left Jamie with an open book really to, um, you know, ride her as she as she sort of found her with the lack of tempo that was in that race. So um, it'll be a bit the same from that gate. We'll be positive, but we'll pretty much give Jamie open book to sort of, you know, ideally I think slot in. Jamie thought she probably got a little bit lost in front 
when she won the other day, she said, I don't think that's really her go. She'd be better if she had something just to chase, but she just can't draw a barrier. So, um, yeah, we, we, we sort of put her out after that race at um, Flemington, give her a little week in the paddock and just freshen her right up, thinking that we might be able to, uh, you know, attack a race like this, um, maybe before some of the better mares were back and, and really fit and give her give her, her chance to um, just see where she could fit in there at that stakes grade. You've got the best on board, Jamie Carr. So what's the plan then? Um, oh, it'll be uh, no instructions. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be just, yeah, she'll, she'll, as I say, she'll be positive, but um, uh, I'm not, you know, if she gets an opportunity to slot in somewhere um, just behind the speed, that'd be ideal. But I think, you know, the first two runs, we were riding her quiet from bad gates and she was getting home terrific, but just with too much work to do. Um, so we've got to, we've got to uh, put her into the race a little bit an opportunity but she's just going to she will need a bit of luck from that gate being uh, a bit tricky there if she does get the cover and that luck are you confident she'll be right in the finish oh she's going terrific and look she's um i think back to the 1300 from the 1400 with just a little week in the paddock and a little fresh and it's probably ideal i thought she trialed really good at um camping down behind yonce um the other day um last last week um so really happy with the horse i think she's going as good as we can get her um it's obviously just a bit of a step up from, um, you know, what she's been racing against. But she's, um, yeah, a couple of gallops she's had in that. She's, um, she's really been um, in terrific order and, and, yeah, can can run a pretty sharp sectional when she's um, when she's held up to do so. I hope you get the luck tomorrow. Best of luck, Matty. Thanks, guys. Matt Williams joining us there. So is Rote to Arataki not in your quaddy numbers then, Shark? Not in my quaddy numbers. Right. Uh, snapped favourite. Thoughts? Uh, yeah. Look, she's a winning chance. I think I'm a bit like Sam Friedman. I want to see if she can run the distance. And what about... Um, what was the other one I was going to ask you about? Uh, Belle Rish. Belle Rish beat my top pick, Forbidden City, last time, but had a little weight swing on it. Forbidden City was off it, had to stand at a fair head start. Belle Rish can quicken up well. It did that. Forbidden City quickened up well, but probably the weight and that margin that it had to bridge given how the race was run was not in Forbidden City's favour. Forbidden City comes back in the weights as she steps up in grade, but she's fit and in form. The hillside and the Mooney Valley winds were just... They were dominant. I know they were in much lesser company. I don't think the fact that she was beaten in a 78 last time suggests that she's not capable of going on beyond that grade... Uh, I just wanted to play her each way here at a price. So fourteen dollars three seventy mm. Forbidden City is your on top selection. Yeah, Exolita is clearly the best performed horse in the race by a long, long way. Terrible first up record. It is terrible, and that I think she has to go in the quaddy, but I, I'm not backing her. I think Vespertine's the other one I'd back in the race. Good second up, liked that Standish run, uh, going to thirteen hundred the odd distance, and a big track. With decent speed in this race, I think that helps Vespertine. Vespertine and Forbidden City are my two bets here at a price. All right. Quaddy numbers. Quaddy numbers, one, two. Where are we? Seven, eight, the two fit horses, Belay Rich and Forbidden City. Or well, of the fit horses, anyway. They're the two that I'm going with. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll put Snapped in as well, number 11. All right. So Exolita, the one, two, Vespertine, seven, Belay Rich, eight, 
Forbidden City and the 11 snapped. Uh, Sharky's going to be backing Forbidden City and also Vespertine. Uh, race number eight is the third leg of the quaddy. And um, Dead Major Jack's just been a little easy in the last uh, day. Uh, 2 out to $2.30. Right and Rose, three seventy. Right you are, $5. Bel Toro. Uh, at six dollars, uh, and they dominate the market, and they're all in good form, so you can see why. But uh, detonator Jack, a little bit of cushion maybe out. Um, do we forgive his last start where he wasn't disappointing? He was only disappointing if you backed him. Does he get back in the winner's stall tomorrow? I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. He, I don't think he was disappointing. He he was a, he stood him a fair head start. It was a slow run race. He sprinted up well, if you look at his times. Sosi Bond sprinted up well as well. He just settled, you know, arguably a length or two in front of Detonator Jack. And he's a good horse on his day, Sosi Bond. It's not like he was beaten by a benchmark 64 horse. And the closing sectionals were good. Tempo just wasn't there for him. It's hard to, to keep running on and winning as you're stepping up and carrying more and more weight and stepping up in class as well. So... A forgivable defeat for Detonator Jack last time. He strikes a race here that is full of stayers resuming or very early in their preparation. Those that are fit and going well, sure, he has to give them a couple of kilos. I think he's a much better horse than them. The only danger, I think, is right you are. And I think when push comes to shove, Detonator Jack will run past right you are. 54 kilos, right you are, 56 and a half, detonated Jack. Um, the stable mates, right you are, uh, coming back from the 2000 to the 1800. Detonator Jack's at 230, right you are, is at $5. Are you keen to back Detonator Jack at 230? Yes, I am. All right. Right you are goes in the courtier's insurance because he'll settle up, or he has the ability to settle up near the speed. There's not a heap of pace in this race, uh, but if it became a sprint home, I think Detonator Jack, if he's clear of the speed humps that are the stayers resuming, he should be too good for them. Five is a bet. Detonated Jack. The six right you are insurance in the quality. And that brings us to the last of nine. Uh, this is a, a bit more open. There's been good money for St. Lawrence, despite the wide gate. Undefeated. Uh, four from four looks pretty promising. Uh, it's at four dollars and forty cents. Then we're out to So You See. Uh, it's also equal favourite at four forty. River Plate five fifty. Glory Days at six dollars and three and four pence. Who was the Rama Ruffy from Mark Hunter this morning and just had no luck last start in that same form race that we get to see uh, Hennessy Lad come through a little earlier in the program. Who do you like in the last? Uh, I'm leaving St Lawrence out of the quaddy. Oh, well, it's a moral. So, yeah, probably is. I'm playing a few here that are early in their campaigns and I haven't been having the best of luck. I'm going to try little win bets at a price. Number three, Timor at $23. And number 13, San Fabrizio at $15. I reckon Timor's a really good little value throw at the stumps here. Uh, European form is solid enough without being you know, outstanding. Sort of, he's a listed grade stayer, I reckon. The Flemington race behind Bel Toro he just didn't look like he had a run for a while, which is fact when you look at the last time he did run, which was in a marathon at, at Ascot 
in uh, June last year, he started to gain traction and build momentum. And then all of a sudden he was on heels and had really nowhere to go from the last 200. I, th- I thought the horse could have run a place in that race with clear running. He was $13 into nine fifty, which is an interesting betting move considering his last run was over 4,300 metres and he was resuming in a 1,600-metre race. So he's clearly been showing Chris Waller and the team something. The other Waller runner here, San Fabrizio, just hasn't had any luck at all. 1,200 metres too short for it first up. 1,400 Flemington just never got a run at them. Traffic all the way. Uh, Got clear late at the Valley... Best work was late. Again, 59 kilos down to 55. Big track. John McNeil to ride. I think they are two seriously live chances at double-figure odds. And I'm with them. All right. Well, this could be one of your greatest uh, ends to a card. You are going for the Waller pair. Mm-hmm. San Fabrizio at $15. And the other runner in the race, which is... What price is it? Timor, $23 as the two that you want to be on in the last race. Who else are you throwing in the quaddy? I'm throwing five in the quaddy. One, three, six, 13, 15, leaving out St. Lawrence. So the one, Glory Days. The three, Timor. Six, River Plate. 13, San Fabrizio. And 15, uh, which is the Rama Ruffy. Uh, Three and four pence, which is around about $13 as well. That's some good value in your quaddy Sharknado. And as we always suggest, when Shark Pot's a favourite, you can take another quaddy with it one out. Exactly, St. because Lawrence. we know what will happen. Uh, first leg, win. three, four, seven, nine, eleven. Second leg, one, two, seven, eight, eleven. Five and six, we come home with three, six, thirteen, and fifteen. Hey, speaking of the Waller team. Do you watch Charlie Duckworth and Chris Waller do their little videos? They're quite entertaining. Chris Waller's um, character comes out and Charlie Duckworth uh, they have a bit of fun as fan- well as... That was fantastic this week's edition. As I watched well it this morning as, while I was doing my Pilates. Now, this, is, this is a little snippet of um, Charlie Duckworth giving a, a bit of a, a slap to James McDonald mm. with Chris Waller. James McDonald is not the best barrier jockey there. Best jockey... I can't believe you just said that. James, I love you. James, I know you watch it. James, I love you. Don't worry about what he says. Why would you wind him up? I'm not. He knows. He knows. He's an outstanding jockey. No, I said he's the best jockey. He's just not the best barrier jockey. You can't say that to jockeys. Why not? They've all got their attributes, just like you know. He's going to be sitting there like this, waiting for the button to go. Yeah, good. It means he'll be first out Saturday. Uh, I love that. I thought that was bloody brilliant because uh, that's what you like to hear a little bit of um, uncut honesty from these guys. So, yeah. uh, J-Mac, uh, we'll be waiting for him tomorrow to see um, how quick he can get... Well, I, I, oh, you know, I should have remembered what it was. Was it... Was it Sulcum? Was it Sulcum uh, we talking about? Yeah, it was one of them. I think it might have been Sulcum, who we get to see back in action, who can be a little tardy out of the gates. It's a good video. The other little uh, interesting point there that I noticed was his description of Richard Friedman on skis, like a cat in silk slippers. <laughs> it was an now, interesting one. if the Waller team don't call a horse cat in silk slippers, <laughs> it's a travesty. They should definitely uh, call God. it that. Hey, I want to have a look at Sydney. Uh, first of all, give us your best at Sandown. 
Best at Sandown. Mm, look, it's probably Detonator Jack. Probably yep. Detonator Jack. Hennessy Lad and Inundation are the others that we're obviously keen to play. At a price, though, I'm playing those two in the last and I'm playing Forbidden City each way. Okay. Very good. Um, got an SMS. Hey, Blue Eyes, tell Shark that Ollie rode his two tips in their last uh, races. Now he's riding River Plate. Uh, three and four pence is a special in the last. Uh, special. So, that's a nice little SMS there. Mm. Hey, Sharknado, uh, Sydney is going to be a cracker tomorrow. Really looking forward to the Eskimo yeah, Prince. Yeah, me too. We get to see Aft Cabin come back. Even money and also Zoo Tiger at 340 And let's not forget Ossipenko as well oh, at yeah. $7. Um, which way are you leaning tomorrow? And, and who do you think will be the best three-year-old out of this race for the autumn? Well, as we know, Aft Cabin bled... And that's why we didn't see him in the guineas. Now, whether it's a racing old wives' tale or something, uh, he was oh, bleeders first up. It seems mm. to be it, it, it's a bit of a belief that they go very very well first up, don't they? His Warwick Farm trial was great. Look, he's super hard to beat here. But Osipenko is a horse that I'm really keen to see this time around. He went within half a length of making me a lot of money in the Caulfield Guineas. Sadly, he did not. Uh, both. Trials, Rose Hill, Randwick. He has just towed Kathy O'Hara and James McDonald through the line there. I I think he's going to run really, really well here. And I expect whatever guineas they go to, whether it's Randwick or the Australian guineas, he will be figuring in the finish. Really, really nice horse. Gee, I'd love to know which way they're leaning. Seems like Randwick at this point. You reckon? Yeah. Well, reading the, the Mirja I think, seems that way. I think the Australian Guineas would be an easier race to win. Oh, yeah. My word. Mm. But he's a very good colt. Like him a lot. And so well, so does the Assaulter from Malta, who's just chimed in. He's got one for you today, your man, the Assaulter, who you dined with over... Where are we playing? Over the Gold Coast Carnival. Uh, Kenzo Twilight today, race three, call die. Uh, $2.30 favourite. So, Nashra Willer on board. And he's with me. A Sapenko either wins the Randwick or the Australian Guineas. Depends which one he goes in. We might and try. his best duet, Florence and the Machine and Dizzy Rascal. Very good. Uh, just before we move on from Randwick tomorrow, uh, we get to see um, the, the Lonro Plate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to be as big as Spruks about some of the, the two-year-olds in this race. We'll get to see Sicilian. Give Sicilian another chance, I think. Yep. Satin and Silk was really good at its first start too. And what are you expecting from Sulcum, who was just jaw-dropping at Flemington over the carnival? Oh. Over 1,600 first up. We all know that these Europeans can find speed when trained in Australia, but we're not talking about it. This is a pretty quick turnaround. The horse has gone to the paddock in the first week of November, and here he is running in the first week of February. How much speed can he have found in that time? You would think that at least four weeks of that would be in the, in the paddock. So December, January, he's at eight weeks. I don't know if that's enough time for him to be sharp enough to win over a mile. He'll run home really, really strongly. But when you've got a race fit horse like Banju in winning form at 1,600 metres, who's going to be up on speed with no weight on his back, boy, very, very hard to run down. Banjo's, very hard to Banjo's run down. been the one that's been backed. It opened up at four dollars. It's now two ten. Sulcum two twenty five out to two ninety. Mark was all wrong there. All wrong. Uh, two others you need to back up there. Race five, number nine, super bright, ready to win. Hang on a sec. Race five, number nine, five dollars fifty. Yeah. 
And race nine, number 14, Wineglass Bay. Race nine, number 14, Wineglass Bay, 8.50, which is um, also a nice little price there. So there's a few little outwideys from Sharky. Mm. Uh, have you had a look at the valley tonight, Sharknado? I saw Greece was in. Uh, scratch? Yeah, and that's where my interest ended. I haven't had a real good look yet. Okay, I think there's one in the last that Mark Hunter didn't mind. Holy Man's okay from the Mark used to stable. It's the favourite at two dollars and sixty cents, uh, and we'll see how Grace Song, uh, yeah. owned owned by the Rich Harford, the brother of oh the Rich Harford Daniel. Is there yes. a rich? There's I thought a, Daniel was the rich one. No, well, well, richer. Oh, there's there's rich, and then there's. There's Harford Rich. There's Harford Rich. Right. So, yes. So, uh, there is a bit of mail floating around for that. I thought Greensboro cafes were so lucrative. Oh, he's got fingers in lots of pies. Don't you worry about that. in British Columbia? Uh, No. There are a few British Columbia SMSs after you um, revealed that news, but none that we can put to air. Uh, Interesting race just before we move to Joshy from Horsham. The eight... 88 tonight at yes, Lady Valley. Yes, the 8.88. Which is, well, of course, Chinese because of the year. Chinese New Year. Year of the Rabbits. Benchmark 70, munitious, uh, mu- uh, mutinous, I should say, from the EJ stable. It's drawn the pole, which is what you'd want in an 8.88. Uh, $2.30. It's going to be an interesting spectacle tonight. It will be. What's your Chinese zodiac? Oh, you were born in 1976. Six. I'll have to... Gee, you're old. I'll have to Google that. I'm a pig. Uh, well, that is very apt, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chinese New Year. As, as well as the biggest feet in the world, you've also got the heaviest fingers on a keyboard, <laughs> don't you? Like, You're that a- sounded like an earthquake. <laughs> Somewhere Matty Stewart was bracing in a doorway when he heard that. Uh, I, I don't know. A fire dragon. <laughs> you I really like thump them, You're of the you? dragon. There we go. Those big sausage fingers All of right, yours. Let's get on. To, this has been a long Friday Form Focus. Like if anyone's still Franks. listening, it's time for Josh from Horsham who joins us. Uh, Joshy, how are you? Going good. How you going, guys? Very well, very well. Got your Smashing Pumpkins ticket yet, Joshy? Haven't got it. Haven't got it yet. I saw them years ago. They supported Queens of the Stone Age oh, um, in Adelaide. What and that a was, gig. Ah, huge. Huge night. Righto, 27th of April, mate. I'll see you at Port Melbourne. Righto. Hey, um, Joshy, shout out. You, you may not have a tip because we can't really get on unless we go trackside, but a shout out to the crew um, who are racing back at Hillsville um, tomorrow. They've been through... Uh, a big upheaval, uh, the Hillsville picnic crew. So good to see that they're back in action tomorrow as well. Where are we shopping this weekend, Josh? Uh, great effort by Hillsville to all the volunteers and everyone down there. They do a marvellous job to get all that up and going. But today we'll start at Werribee, race five, number two, Dirt on Harry. Uh, he's just an ultra-consistent galloper, this bloke. Um, he looked the winner at last start in a race that was run at a perfectly slow tempo. Um, didn't really suit him. Look, he's each way odds today, and I just I don't see him missing the top three. So you can play him each way if you want to. If you want to have a little bet like that, so that's race uh, race five number two, Dirt on Harry. It's a, a six dollar fifty chance, two dollars twenty the place. So there's a nice little each way play. Where else? Then uh, tomorrow we'll go to Kyneton. Uh Just a little bit of a spec on this runner. Race nine number seven, Wise Hero. Um, look, he's nine now, and he's, he's well past his best, but his trials have been good. And you wouldn't think they'd bring him back unless there was still something there. So, um, look, he'll be an each-way price. He, he should be an each-way price. So hopefully um, well up in sort of $20, $30. Um, it's a pretty limited field. So if he, if he produces anything close to what he can, then he can be competitive in that. So that's race nine, number seven. It's a good time for those who are looking for a little value get-out uh, at five 
16 tomorrow, the last at Kitan. Race 9, number 7. No markets up yet. Um, where else? Then we'll go to Sunday. We've got Ararat Racing Sunday. We've got Race 4, number 11, Revolutionist. Revolutionist, even. Um, it was uh, knocking on the door for a win before last start where it had no luck. Trap wide in benchmark 64 grade. Uh, back to 58 here, drawn inside. It can win. I, I think it will win race four, number 11, Revolutionist. Race four, number 11, Revolutionist, Ararat. Yeah, it is hard to say. <laughs> Where else do Ararat. we go? And then we'll stay at Ararat. We'll go race six, number one, Commander Harry in the uh, Willora Cup. There's a bit of synergy here. Uh, this bloke ran second on debut at Donald in uh, September of 21 to a, to a bloke called Hitotsu. Um, mm. Now, they went their separate ways uh, since then, but uh, he's still the best horse in this race, um, and he's nearing peak fitness third up, so he can go close, I think, in the Willora Cup race six, number one, Commander Harry. Beautiful. So, uh, we kick it off today. Race five, number two at Werribee. Then tomorrow, Kyneton. Race seven, number nine, over to Sunday at Ararat. Race four, seven, into race six, number one. Uh, Josh, you got a nice value one up last week too, didn't you? Uh, it was it actually opened even money and got out to three dollars and beat them by about six lengths and I couldn't work that out at Strath. So um, anyway, that was it was value for what it was. Very good. Uh, good on you, Josh. Good punting over the weekend. Yes, and just quickly, the best duet. It's not a real common one, but uh, oh. I saw Pearl Jam and Adelaide Oval one night with Ben Harper and Ben Harper and Eddie Vedder sung "Under Pressure" by Queen. Oh, it, it was massive. If you, if you can YouTube that one, get it. Ben Harper and Eddie Vedder. Gee, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. That is a little unusual. Well, um, you have delivered in all areas, as you always do, Josh. Uh, good on you, mate. Happy Friday, boys. Josh from Horsham there. Uh, we'll put that out on the RSN Twitter handle. Josh's selections. We'll also put Sharknado's quaddy out. There is an SMS saying there was so much dribble, I didn't get those numbers down in between the tangents. So uh, we will put your quaddy out, uh, your best bets Some people like as the well. Uh, there's been a lot of feedback on the duets. That has a certainly... A lot of feedback on duets. Certainly hit the mark. Now, mate, we will see you on Monday. We're going to take the team trackside yeah, to Cranbourne beauty. for a, a huge set of jump outs. Ooh, so you know what that means. Oh, the cafe. Little bacon, egg and cheese sandwich, toasty sandwich in there. They are very, very good. Well, just just, just salt and pepper, you know, just sorts you out in the morning. Well, just to... Um, have we got the fields up just briefly? Have a listen to some of these names who okay. will be in action on Monday. Lame we'll have on the verdict me. out there as well. So, Gold Trip will be in action. Ooh. We'll have... Um, uh, the Instructor, who was one of the oh. favourites for the Blue Diamond. Cool and Gatter, Generation, oh. I Wish I Win, Giga oh. Kick, oh. Um, just to name a few. So it's going to be a big morning out there, all the trainers, and we'll have them peppered throughout the big Monday verdict program. Sharknado, you enjoy your weekend. Well, I'm, I will, but I'm looking forward to Cranbourne on Monday now. Let's go. All right, we will see you there, Sharky. Uh, that's Friday Form Focus. Don't go anywhere because we're going to have Fast Form up next on the Friday Doubleheader.